Good evening, everyone. It is right around 7 p.m. on Sunday night. It is not five o'clock here, but it is certainly five o'clock somewhere in the middle Midwest of this great nation. Not sure where the mountain standard time begins and where everything else ends, but it's definitely five o'clock somewhere and I have a strong cocktail. So regardless of the actual time, I feel that it is five o'clock here. Matt, we're doing something we have not done before in any of our 20 plus recordings. Tell us what you've, what monster you've created today. It's a first, right? Um, it's a first, but also you would think maybe it was a building block of our alcoholism. So this week we're doing, we're going back to basics with vodka. Um, I am drinking. And so the, you know, being prescriptive though, no vodka soda, vodka tonic as a preference though, you know, I am not the boss. Um, I made a, uh, I was just going to go a classic vodka martini, like call today, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw one up for these goons that I love so much. And I actually made a specialty cocktail it's called the French Horn. It's a classic cocktail. I'm not sure if <laughs> you're aware of it. It is uh, uh, pink. It is basically vodka, a little Chambord, which is a raspberry liqueur, and a little bit of lime juice, but heavy, 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 heavy on the vodka. And it's delicious. As Nate pointed out before we all got on this podcast, he's like, you sound like you haven't been drinking all day. I in fact have not been drinking all day, which is like a, it was like out of the ordinary, but I'm fairly sober. So, um, what is the strong cocktail that you're drinking, Nathan? I don't really know. There's got to be a better name for it than what I researched online. So I had it, well, I usually have vodka handy, so that wasn't an issue. But I still have a very large bottle of Campari from, I can't remember what episode I had the Campari for, but I had the only size they had was just the most gigantic bottle. So it doesn't really fit in the little bookcase bar setup situation that I have in my apartment. So it's been driving me crazy because I have this little bar thing going, but the Campari doesn't fit. So I've just been drinking Campari, trying to get rid of it. So long story short, I am the internet called this the Campari cocktail, which is the least creative name in the history of lack of creativity. But it is equal parts vodka, Campari, and then a dash of bitters. And it called for a lemon twist, but I just put a wedge of lemon in it and a little soda water. So huh. that's that's what I'm and I did. Like a vodka-ish, like Negroni kind of. like. Yeah, there that. was a couple. I saw some recipes for vodka-style Negronis, but then this, I guess it's kind of, I guess it is basically a Negroni with vodka. And I didn't really eat too much, and it's slapping in. Great. It's going hard in the paint on my stomach right now, so. Good. We'll see you in about 20 minutes. Um, oh. I am on uh, the tail end of what some people might refer to as a hangover. Oh, yeah. Yes. So your girl was at it again last night. 
and I had a couple too many vodka seltzers mm. and perhaps a bottle <laughs> of wine, mm. perhaps. So, and I wish I could say there was an occasion, but I was just sitting around my friend's living room having a Saturday night. So I was feeling a little bit, you know, that slow kind of mushy feeling you get in your brain when you're hungover. Every day. I wasn't like, <laughs> thank God I wasn't like ill, you know, like I didn't have like the body aches or the stomach ache, or I had a bit of a headache. But other than that, I was just like slow feeling. I was like, this is what it must feel like to be stupid. So <laughs> I was like standing in the aisle at the liquor Hi. store. <laughs> <laughs> standing in the aisle in the of the liquor store like what should you know I had a couple of holiday theme themey not like not I didn't want to be like too precious or too on the nose but I wanted to do something wintry you know because it's vodkas I typically associate vodka with like light spritzy summer or hot weather drinks and so you know I found like this one recipe called like jingle jangle punch or something truly deranged. And I was flirting with that. And there was like a, hos- a holiday, like Cosmo, you know, holiday martini. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we're recording a little bit later tonight. I want something to just finish off my day. I've been doing a whole lot of nothing laying around feeling sorry for myself. So I just went with a Bailey's martini. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I just, I feel a little bit like a grandma, I'm not going to lie, but like I wanted something a little sweet, you know, to be kind of a little nightcap on the end of my day, a little dessert drink. That's amazing. Honestly, that really is amazing. And the only other thing I was going to say was I was hoping for you and your sake that you were going to say that you that you decided on a Bloody Mary. Because like, that's like, there's nothing (laughs) better. Well, it's really better than like when you're hungover. Like, and I know that Emily loves a good Bloody Mary. And like, that's what I was hoping you were going for. But honestly, that Bailey's Martini, that actually is like right up there. That's like just the same purpose, right? Just instead of the savor, you're going for sweet. But I'm, yeah, that's great. I'm all about it. I actually had, I had a spirited conversation amongst a group of friends about just yesterday about who who drinks. They're, they don't actually like me, but I, they still have to hang out with me. But about people who drink Bloody Marys at, later stages of the day usually it's associated with morning or brunch even if you have brunch late but there's a certain subset of psychopaths who drink bloody mary's just at nine o'clock at night so i don't i take issue with this i take issue with this i am one. i'm one of those psychos it's one of my antisocial disorder tendencies i I think there's a time and a place for a night bloody. I do. And I think, I'm Matt, I think you fall into this camp too. I can't I, recall. I, I, I do. When you said that though, and I'll let, I'll let Emily trample on you, uh, you know, because <laughs> it needs to happen. The only thing I will say about night bloodies, I don't, I don't judge anyone's drinking habits, morning, noon, night, what they drink. Like that's not my scene. That's only one, the one thing in the world that I don't sort of judge people on. But when you say like a night bloody or an evening bloody, the one thing comes to mind, very quick story. Um, when I was in, in undergrad, or I just graduated, I guess, with my with, from undergrad, Ohio State, my boss at the time was an older gay man. Like he was probably like in his early 50s. We went out for a, um, uh, like a, a, a going away party or something. I don't know. We went to this gay bar downtown Columbus, which is like the 
this area called the Short North, a bunch of gay bars, the most amazing place. He was drinking Bloody Marys. Oh my God. My phone literally just was listening to me and then started giving me recommendations about going to the Eagle, which neither of you know about because you're not gay people. But anyway, um, so we went to this gay bar. We were all drinking whatever. He was drinking Bloody Marys. And then the girl who's going away party it was actually who also worked for him had to drive him home. She had a, a small, like a white Suzuki. He threw up on the way home outside of her car while she was driving. And it looked like a yeah, she had, murder. Yeah. Like red all down the side. So, so that's my one side side note. I think you should drink Bloody Marys. Yeah, but that's, that's but, why the, I think that's part of the reason that they don't get associated with just normal drinks you order in the evening, because even if you're not someone who suffers horrible heartburn, like myself, just daily tomato juice and vodka, just crush your stomach. It's so acidic and brutal on your body that that's why you're puking out of a white Suzuki in 1986 in Columbus, Ohio. 1986. <laughs> no, but I appreciate uh, the Bailey's. I actually, I had a, what's the right word? Guttural reaction, not guttural. Cause that, maybe that's bad. Visceral. Visceral. Cause my, I usually have Bailey's once a year around the holidays. When I show up at my parents' house, my mom always gets a little bottle. So I usually uh, dump a little of that in my coffee, but only once a year. So I'm, I'm reminiscing and looking forward to that. Matt's got some weird, pink trombone cocktail whatever the hell it's called and <laughs> that sounds like a sexual position the pink trombone it's not a it position both, it's, both, it's an act it's actually <laughs> no, it's actually a, it's a state of mind and uh, <laughs> also, yes it is also a cocktail i yeah i normally forget about bailey's altogether like i'm not a, a creamy liqueur person uh, but i do love like a spiked coffee and I've been really into hot cocoa this year just because it's like so cozy and comforting and like things have been like so bleak and terrible. Like it's just a really nice like little treat to give yourself at the end of the day. So I'm like, oh, I don't mind having this kicking around because I can, you know, make myself a like jazzy little hot cocoa or like a little spiked coffee. So love it. Uh, yeah, this was a surprise to me even, but I, I do want to add one thing about the Bloody Mary the contentious Bloody Mary issue because I feel like I have to explain myself a little bit. <laughs> I do I do approve of a night bloody. I'm not going out drinking and drinking Bloody Marys like that fella. Like that's that is this that's the psychopathy. Like I think there's a time and a place for a night bloody like maybe as like your appetizer before a dinner or I don't know a standalone you know beverage but like not no I'm not gonna like go dancing and like going <laughs> <laughs> back <laughs> Have the like big pint glass with the stock of celery like out on the dance floor at Studio Fifty Four, like. But you're but to be honest, you're also not a gay man in it. Well, in some ways, you are a gay man in his early fifties, but but like, <laughs> but but for most in most ways, you're not. So I, that also I think plays into it. This is one of those ways. Yeah. <laughs> one of the many, 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 many ways. We're going to call that panties in a bunch. I mean, that's why that's why my panties are in a bunch. Your panties get twisted up a lot. Maddie, are you? Oh, your pan. I was about to skip right to queued up. I think that's my Jesus. subconscious wanting to Christ. skip, wanting to skip your bitchy complaints. But 
It's your turn to be bunched up with your dirty, tidy whiteies. First off, that's a you're you're frothing at the mouth. You can't wait to bitch about anything. <laughs> so um, I've been thinking long and hard, and once again had the same conversation I have feels like every three weeks, saying like, "Oh, hey, Jeremy, love of my life, sweetest human in the world." What have I been furiously bitching about this week? Um, he gives me lots of examples as usual, but I've actually, I'm trying to go a one level higher. I really enjoyed our conversation around laundry last week. Cause I feel enjoyed. like, it, no, you I did. It's like, you enjoyed it. <laughs> I feel like I had much more to say. Like, I feel like it, it was, it was a, it was an area that like was not just like random Nate pissed off about something. It was like something that like was realistically uh, frustrating. So compliment I accepted. That's that's all you'll get. That's the mo- <laughs> that's the closest to a compliment. Um, but I also did listen to the tail end of our pot of our last episode, and the number of times that I was either going to threaten um, sexual assault or like actual physical assault to you, Nate, was kind of astounding. I stand by the sexual assault. I will kiss you open mouth at any given point. But um, so I have been thinking about what has been grinding my gears, as straight daddy Nate would say. And I think especially as we go into the holiday season, the one thing, and I want to caveat this, I understand that we are in a different world, people working really hard, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but the mail delivery sort of um, macro system of UPS, uh, USPS, like FedEx, um, Amazon has been really pissing me off. I, I would say, honestly, for probably about a good six months. And I appreciate that people are working really hard to like deliver shit, you know, in in the pandemic, everyone's getting stuff delivered. They're relying on delivery in the mail. They're not going out to stores. So I appreciate like that they're being taxed, but it's getting, I feel like it's getting, at least where I live, um, they've been getting lazier and lazier about like just normal things. I, when I started my job, um, they sent me a surprise, like, care package of like chocolates and whatever like for like frozen whatever it was like a harry and david's or a what do you call it what's the new one edible arrangements thing like they had sent me one like and i didn't know that and i only reason i knew is i went to like the our like front desk receptacle and realized it had been sitting there unrefrigerated for like three weeks <laughs> right because it didn't deliver because it didn't deliver to like my door and like nate's been to my house well, actually like both of you been to my house like it's very clear where i live but like they can choose to leave it like the front door of like the building and then just not tell anyone so that's what happened so like that was what really started me going is like okay like frozen like edible shit left also not to mention it. that everyone at your job that when you were starting at the new job Ne- like whoever was responsible for that never received a thank you and probably right. think you're the biggest maybe that's what you were coming to i didn't mean to steal your thought. well no 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 no. that's great that's so but like both both points right like i went up there because because things had gotten increasingly heated with all the delivery drivers and i was like well i guess i'll go look and see and i found like a three-week-old like it, yeah so that's like infuriating not only because like it's like ruined shit but then also like i look like a giant asshole but there's been lots of that. And then my, my most recent one, which Jeremy has, has heard several times. So my one small joy in this world is uh, Bon Appetit magazine. Like I'm not, 
I, I my stepmom and my dad get it for me every year. Like that, I've been getting it for like ten years. I just I can get them that subscription for two dollars. I know, I know. Listen, I know that this is very near dear to your heart. So the last, and this is like, and so it's it's multiple vendors, right? It's like USPS. It's everyone. They. And Jeremy, or Jesus Christ, I just called him Nate and Jeremy. Wow, is that like a Freudian slip? I'll be over in five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nate knows that, and as does Emily. I have a one of those like old-fashioned um, outdoor mailboxes where like you, you know, you lift the flap, you put the shit in, right? So the person who delivered my Bon Appetit this month, which uh, is one of my favorite episodes because it's holiday, literally put it in halfway and let half of it hang out <laughs> right before a torrential New Jersey downpour. No. So I literally have a, so, and like this, I know I'm very aware. This is a super like rich white person problem, but like in today's world, it's like, I just want to have a conversation with that person to be like, why didn't you just shove it in further? And I know that, I know that Emily and Nate have had this conversation about a lot of things shoving it further like but it's good advice everyone can take it i know but like i like it literally just so i've just been seeing all of these pings and now i'm like you know we're we're doing a lot of online shopping for the holidays hopefully we're going to be you know going to ohio to see my family but if not or even without if not like we're going to be shipping a lot of stuff and it's like it really has given me pause and i don't want like i said i don't want to shit on the you know, delivery people of this world, but it has been really not even just bunching my panties. It's been pissing me the fuck off. So I know that Nate has a glamorous doorman that collects all of his packages, so he will have nothing to say about this. But oh, I could go on and on about the mail, but I let's let Emily take. I don't know what her mail situation is in her apartment, so she should she should go before me. I was going to say, this sounds like it's right up Nate's alley. <laughs> it's a mon <laughs> real mundane everyday <laughs> scenario. I was actually just talking about this with my, one of my friends last night because he had ordered, we're all, you know, ordering Christmas presents online. Right. And so we've all been doing a lot of online shopping and he received cookbooks to give as a gift for a friend. And they were just left out in like the, the typical like cardboard mailer packaging like on his front step and it's like normally or many times you'll see they'll have like plastic bags or something or they'll ring the bell if they don't want to leave something valuable and they just straight up it was like torrential downpour this weekend here and they just like left it propped on his doorstep and he's like listen I'm going back to defund the the USPS he's like I'm not <laughs> sticking up for them anymore he's like they've got to get their act together or I'm not supporting them but like it's it's true it's just that little extra step that we've all that like in any job you have you can choose to go that extra step or you can just like do the bare minimum and we had a uh, have had a couple incidents at my apartment where our packages and mail we have a little typical mailbox on the front of our apartment building and with a flip top and then uh, packages are usually just left at the door and we collect them when we come in or or go out but um typically they ring the bell uh whether it's like fedex or usps or whatever and they haven't lately and we've had some stuff stolen off the porch we've had stuff opened and left and 
you know, we have a, we put up a sign. We're now those people who have a sign that says, please ring doorbell for package because we need it because otherwise our shit's getting stolen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it seems like such a little, to your point, Matt, like it's such a little extra step and it's like, it doesn't really make their lives that much harder to push your bon appetit, like through the mail slot a little harder. You're not asking for them to like stand there and hand deliver it to you even, you know, that would be nice. But like, I I do think, it is frustrating when we are all kind of trying our hardest to do our best and many of us coming up like myself included coming up a little short just because we don't have a lot in the in the tank anymore you know it's been a rough year like it's just like such a bummer when like your favorite magazine is soaked through or you get a package stolen off your doorstep and you have to go through that process when like if someone had just gone like just a little tiny bit further in doing their job, your day would be that much better. Yeah. And I think for, yeah, I, you nailed it 1 million percent. And for me too, it's like the, what's even harder is like the inconsistency. Like sometimes like uh, UPS will leave shit on the front. Sometimes they'll open the door and leave it in the, like, but like for me, it's like, you never fucking know. You never know. And like, that's yeah. like what kills me. Yeah. That's a sa- the same here. Like depending on who the mail carrier is that day, it's going to be a different level of, of attentiveness or whatever. And so you can't really plan for it. Cause like, you're like, okay, well I'm working from home. Like I know if it's, you know, consistently poor mail handling, I'm going to like keep my little peepers peeled so that yeah. I can grab the mail off. It's the- like, I'm literally, I'm literally always home. It's like, yeah. I'm ready every day, every minute. I just, just give me like, like, it's not like one of those things where it's like, and, and I will tell you, one of the things that really set me off, and then I'll let Nate speak, because finally, I guess it's time for the white man too, um, is I got uh, someone delivered a package and they put one of those fucking UPS stickers of like, sorry, you missed you. It's like, you didn't fucking miss me. I have literally not left this house yeah. for like six <laughs> weeks. I have been here. Like, you didn't ring the bell, motherfucker. You're and like, actively really... trying to avoid me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that dumb really though. Is it that's so dumb though? Because even if they ring the bell, well, I guess it must have been something they needed to hand. But I was there. I was hand. there. I was there. I got the email saying like, because it was a package that I had ordered tracking for, and it was like, oh, we tried to we and they, they they do it immediately, right? Like it pings you, and it's like I almost ran out of the house. Like motherfucker, I am here. You did not ring the doorbell. I am here. I am ready to receive this package. It's just, it, it really goes back to sort of a little bit of a laziness. And I don't, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but it's like, literally, all you got to do is like, do just like a 10th more of your work. And like, it doesn't hurt you to Emily's point, like shove the magazine down into the thing, like knock on the door, ring the doorbell, like very simple things. We're not, I'm not asking you to like change your trajectory and like deliver to a different house and whatever. Anyway, Nate, what do you have to say? Sorry. Hi. Well, you alluded not alluded to it, but yes, I live in a doorman building in rich, in the rich, great, rich. in the great city of New York, in the borough of Manhattan. So my packages come into the building with relative ease compared to people who have a, not a doorman situation. But I'm going to go. I have two things. I'm going to go another route quickly, but what actually makes me laugh the most, and I don't really know what the solution from the part of USPS is, but we still get mail. I've lived in my apartment for, I think, three three plus years. We still get mail from old people who obviously lived either in our unit 
not old people, people who used to live in our specific apartment or just random mail for someone else in the building where the unit number just doesn't even match up remotely. And this is a federal crime, I guess I shouldn't admit it, but anytime I get mail that looks interesting <laughs> to someone who used to live in my apartment, I open it and read it in its entirety. I mean, I know the guy who used to live here, his 401k statement comes in. I read it every month. It's, it's great entertainment for me. But then, the, so I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Wait for that. Wait for the, per, for the, for the, per, for the purposes of legal, he is joking. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but God. I live in, it's all numbers in this building. So I guess I shouldn't say what my actual apartment number is, but anyone who wants to come find me, please come hang out. I'll cook something for you. Uh, but then I'll get something for just a different address and a different apartment number. It's like, I'm on, I'm in, in Midtown East and it'll just be something for a completely different part of the city. But then like, like, Oh, what is, what is the, like, was it the unit number that they confused? But it's like three a, which there's no letters in any of the units here. So it always, and I open that mail too, but it always makes me laugh. Just was the mailman's. (laughs) stone to the bone that day he just didn't care about any dropping off anything in the right place is there anything i should have been receiving that is downtown somewhere or in montclair new jersey so it always makes me laugh i don't know if i need to cut this part out because tampering with mail is a federal crime yeah but it was also you're joking also but <laughs> to, your point, to your point about like um, the i i do occasionally like the odds of this is crazy, but I do occasionally get nudes that Nate has sent to people by mail, not me. (laughs) Yeah. By mail, but like people that, yeah, to your point, like blocks away or maybe like in upper Montclair and like different address, but still they randomly come to me. I think that that's serendipitous, but um, also side note before Nate goes into a second diatribe, um, this does not impact anyone's um, interest in election uh, mailing in your ballots like that all is fine let's just put a caveat there especially if you're in the state of georgia i think we have like two listeners from georgia go out mail mail that, that shit was, in we actually do. do have two listeners from georgia but it is the eastern european former soviet nation georgia not the oh, united no. states state georgia I, well, no, I think we have we might have in the soviet block we might have one listener from Georgia, but he is definitely a Republican. So this does not apply to you. And he, um, we recently found out that he had COVID. Yeah. So bleep that out, obviously. <laughs> he had COVID? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Listen, you can bleep this out because it's mean-spirited and terrible, but that's the second best news to finding out that Rudy Giuliani has COVID <laughs> that I've found today. So. Oh, definitely don't bleep that out. But... Um, well, there's, I have lots to say about that anyway. So, all right. So I'm glad that I at least feel like a little bit supported in this. Like I said, I'm not, I feel this like I, I'm sensitivity. I don't want to be shitty towards these people delivering mail. Like it's a hard job. I, I totally get it. But it's like, just cause it's hard does not mean you can just like not shove your fat little fingers into the mailbox a little bit further, but. Anyway. So did you go, did you have to go and buy another uh, Boner Petite magazine? Well, I literally tried to dry it. it it's actually the saddest thing in the world. I tried to dry it out and then I tried to read it yesterday, but like it was like crumbling in my hands. Magazines, oh. you can't, I've, I've tried to do that before too. You can't, they don't dry out. 
Yeah. So we're going to, I'm going to probably do, I guess I will, but it like that infuriates me too. Then I was like, then I was like doing the indignant white older uh, Midwest lady thing that is my heritage of like, well, I want to call them and say, well, they should know. And, but then it's like, I don't know, maybe I call like Bon Appetit. Nobody's a fucking Bon Appetit. They're dealing with like, you know, lots of shitty things. I don't know. Anyway, no, I basically have been, that's fine. If that's the worst thing that happens to me this week, then I'm a pretty blessed man. But at the same time, it could have been, it could have been sidestep. It's all I'm saying. Well, they are saying that uh, if you're shipping packages of gifts this year because of the massive increase in volume, that you should try and ship it early because all these vendors or whatever the right word is are going to be swamped with all the additional packages since people aren't bringing gifts to people in person. You know. So th- that's actually a great segue into. Nate, do you want to let our listeners know that our, that, um, our new sponsor, uh, United States Postal Service? <laughs> Come rain, nor sleet, nor snow, nor hangover, your mail will get there. To the yeah. right place, we're not sure. Damaged, maybe. <laughs> but but it, will, it will arrive. It will arrive somewhere. <laughs> you can buy you can buy your stamps at five o'clock somewhere.com backslash stamps. <laughs> <laughs> the only boys in blue I support. Yeah. I want to call it like the cue. Queued up. What do you listen to? What are you consuming? What do you want? What are you watching? That's my cue. Uh, M, what, uh, what have you been watching this week? Anything good? Wait, first off, why, why is it watching? Maybe it's, she's listening to something. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Ignorant right. slut. You're right. So I want to, uh, there's a mini I'm going to attach to this just because I thought it was hilarious uh, and it doesn't quite fit anywhere else, but I have, so I'm going to start off by apologizing for what I'm about to tell you that I've had queued up. You don't have to Good. apologize first. Well, well, just wait till you hear what I'm going to talk to you about. Maybe I do. Wait, Em, if you say something about the cult no more cult stuff okay. no um i started watching this tv show a while ago I've, so i i've mentioned this before and like we've talked about this i think we've all kind of been on this train to to various um ends of escapist media and we've talked about it a lot like how we're using you know matt likes his gentle home decor and and baking shows and um nate likes to throw back a few gummies and zone out in front of whatever soft the show porn. Soft, soft core porn yeah <laughs> just only fan streams he likes he likes the kissing he likes the kissing <laughs> i <laughs> so oh my uh, uh this is a true that's all <laughs> So I have been watching this TV show called Winona Earp, which is a sci-fi channel original series. It's no longer on air, I believe. And it is the campiest, schlockiest, just fun, useless TV. The premise is that the great-granddaughter of Wyatt Earp, legendary Wild West lawman, (laughs) has been, uh, had the gift slash curse of his legacy bestowed upon her which is that she is responsible for killing the outlaws that he killed and brought to justice because they come back to life as demons which they call revenants i know stay with me here boys stay with me okay it's basically wild wild west buffy the vampire slayer 
And I have a deep and abiding affection for Buffy because uh, I was going through a really hard time when I was a younger teenager. We moved schools, you know, at the beginning of my eighth grade year, which was like the worst, the worst time to have to be a new kid in school as an eighth grader. And one of my little escapism things was Buffy. Like I got really into it because it like was syndicated. The series was just ending. And so it was reruns on FX all the time. And I just, it was my little decompressed thing. And this Winona Earp malarkey is as far as I can tell the closest I'm getting to that as an adult right now. We're at the tail end of a really hard year. I've had a shitty shit show of a year personally on top of you know the plague happening outside all around us and this tv show is has surprisingly witty writing i will say i wouldn't i this is probably the first and only time i will ever have a queued up selection that i'm going to patently recommend you do not watch <laughs> because i don't want to expose either of you to that side of me but it is you know like i said it's it's cheesy it's pulpy it but it's like the perfect silly silly thing that I can just like put on and do work while it's on or like play on my phone like I don't have to pay attention um and there are these occasional like gems of of wry humor and cleverness that I appreciate and that keeps it moving along for me and like a lot of the characters are played by objectively beautiful actors so there's that like eye candy factor as well and I just like I have no apology like I just it's just exactly what I need to just sail me what era is it from it's it's modern not day. but it's it's currently airing new episodes or it's like from five ten years ago um it's from probably i'd say five-ish years ago i don't know when the last i think there are four or five seasons altogether i'm not sure when the last season was i want to say like 2018 2019 like relatively recently so it's a it's a relatively recent show but i was using charmed to this end for most of the earlier part of the year but they took it off Netflix, womp womp, right before I was fin- I finished. But it like really that really jumped the shark anyway in the last seasons. And it's really hard for a show about a trio of spellcasting witch sisters to jump the shark. So <laughs> <laughs> I had heard of it. I didn't know if it was still going. I've heard of that show. I have not seen it. I do like zombie killing and I like Westerns. So I, I don't think I will be able to, to watch it, but. I appreciate the escapist nature of that cute, queued up item. Yeah, it might be one of those things that getting stoned to the bone and popping it on is like a hilarious evening. Um, <laughs> I, I do enjoy taking my CBD tincture and just, you know, oozing, becoming one with the couch, oozing. Putting it in your Bloody and- Mary at 9 p.m. and yeah. watching wine. <laughs> yeah, on my Bloody Mary nightcap. <laughs> I appreciate your sort of unapologeticness about it because I think that I think that we are like settling into this whole like we're gonna uh, wait till you hear what I have queued up whatever next week or the following week because like I think that we just gotta you gotta find whatever makes sense for you even if it's not glamour and uh, I think that's great it sounds just campy enough if you appreciate it for its camp I think it's fine I think if you if you thought it was like serious and like yeah you know really believed in it but if, it, if it's brings you joy I if she it. really believed in female no. cowboy vampire hunters it's uh, a documentary guys <laughs> I, you know i like being i i love I, I love the mentality of you like what you like right unless it's like something that's 
unless it's like snuff films like you should never have to apologize for liking what you like because life's short you know enjoy in, enjoy the things that can bring you grains of amusement and joy while you can and uh so yeah that that was my that's my primary cue I will add though I cracked up in terms of my musical cue recently I've been listening to this playlist that Spotify curated for me I don't know if you guys are Spotify users but they occasionally will send you recommendations of playlists or podcasts or artists or whomever they think that you should listen to and most recently they served me a playlist that is simply titled devastating oh that this 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 is something to bring up to your uh, mental health provider and just like have (laughs) i was like man do they have me pinned or what and it's just it's to be fair it's a lot of artists and songs that i already listen to and that i already have in playlists or that i listen to frequently so they were clearly like the algorithm's working but it just cracked me up that they they're like lady we got your number we've seen the kind of year that you've had you (laughs) will definitely you will definitely also they will sneak in some Lana Del Rey in there so, so just oh. gird your loins yeah <laughs> I'm ready for it Matt what are you f- stuck on you little bitch I am stuck on what is it can't let it go no. what are you stuck on you're stuck on it tell me what you're stuck on well it's funny that you mention Spotify and their algorithms because I am this is the route I'm going to go. So we're going to transition to stuck on it unless anyone has anything else with queued up. But because you said it, it sparked what I now I'm going to pivot to as my stuck on it. But the Spotify, Matt, do you use Spotify? I do. So their end of year recap for the individual listeners, which comes out. I mean, it just came out. So I guess they always do it early December, but it's just fascinating to look at what you've listened to and spent time on. And this year was an interesting year for me in terms of what I fucking listened to. And now that I do podcasts on Spotify, it also had those analytics of what I listened to. So I thought it was super interesting. And then I wanted to bring it up to you guys, the marketing individual folks, because I don't know if they have some partnership or what it was, but you could just add to your insta instagram story or insta story directly from spotify the different slot not slides whatever the fuck it is they show you of all the different things you listen to so i've been talking about that with with friends and family because everybody i know listens to or uses spotify so i thought that was super interesting but uh well uh, just before we get into the the details you said you've been talking about with friends uh and family i Emily, maybe you've talked about this. I have not. So I'm curious, who the fuck are you talking to? I'm talking this? to you guys about it now. I was prepping. Okay. I was I'm testing. Saying, I was testing I know, my I know, material. I know everyone in your life, and um, we have not been informed. Um, Emily, <laughs> you want he's been, he's been writing to, in his diary to us. I also, <laughs> uh, I, I actually convinced him to digitize that, so I have access to that as well. And the I'm, live journal? Oh, good. It's just texts late at night. Slash early in the morning after a few Bloody Marys and uh, <laughs> um, no, but so, um, so so I guess I'll say like I'll the most so this summer or not even this summer from March until September I was at my in-laws house and 
it's on Long Island and we spent a ton of time with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and it was summertime. So in COVID, so we wanted to be outside. So I, for some reason, always was the one who would have the music going on their phone and chicken fried the Zach Brown band song, which I am a huge fan of, but wouldn't listen to normally unless it's like at an outdoor party barbecue type setting. But that was my number one song of the year, which is hilarious because I'm not a country music person. I just like that song. It's a chill outdoor, whatever, hanging out in the summertime, chugging beers type song. But that was what was making me laugh. So what was what was your number one song there, big boy? So I'm, I'm not going to get into that. I, we're going to have to. He doesn't want to tell us. No, 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 no. We're going to have to heavily bleep this. And this is, I think we have. The two parties, in addition to myself on this podcast, I think are um, uniquely qualified to hear what I'm saying. When I, the whole idea of sharing your, um, what you've been listening to or your, that whole like link to like, this is your Spotify shit. Let's push it on um, Instagram. To me, epitomizes one individual, which we both, all three of Be us. Be careful, know. Maddie. I do this a lot. No, 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 no. But, but, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shitting on the act because I, you know, there's a lot of people that do. But the construct of me posting that Taylor Swift is my number one artist, like the the commercial side. Like I, I let me let me make sure I'm articulating myself. Like it's not about what. I, I, Hold on, let's take a pause so I can like. <laughs> I'm curious where you're going with this because I just I, say, well, first of all, just say, I'll bleep out the name, but just tell me who because I well, don't no, know. No, no. So this, so to the idea of it is 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 like like the commercial idea of it. She's been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift, huh? No, but like M, do you understand? Like, cut all this out. But like, this is what I'm what I'm trying to articulate is like that whole idea of like, oh my God, my summer, like blah, 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 blah. This is so like, yes, you of course use it in your own fashion, but like, I think it was built for the, the of the world of like, oh my oh, God. 100%, like, 100%. like, do you not agree with that, Em? The Spotify wrapped or the, or the music sharing function, period. Wait, what was the first one? Is, do you mean the Spotify wrapped like analysis yes, or the yes, sharing music? Yes. No, the first one. So I, first of all, Taylor Swift was my top artist <laughs> and- Oh, uh, yeah, but you, but you weren't, but you weren't, but you weren't like going to be like, oh my God, guys, like, look, T-Swift and I, like, I, I just feel like there's like, I don't know. And maybe I'm being bitchy and nasty, which has never happened. And then- It's just, I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that at all because she never sh- shares stuff like that. Like her share, I, and I, I understand what you're saying is that's a, the type of person, that's an archetype of a person. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I agree because I am the person in our friend group who shares the most music through Instagram. I shared my Spotify wrapped. I, I think the memes about how people don't give a shit about your Spotify wrapped are hilarious. I haven't Although seen any of those. I didn't realize this was such a hot button issue. Oh man, I can send them to you. Yeah, please like, hit me. People are like, why do, Why should I give a shit about your Spotify wrapped? And then there's like memes that are like, I give a shit about your Spotify wrapped. I gave <laughs> I gaze at it soulfully and wonderingly analyzing each and every metric. Like um, I love that people, there was one today I saw that was really good. That was like people out here complaining 
that they don't give a shit about your Spotify rap than post a photo of their baby. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe I'm just like jaded or whatever, but like I do, like when you, if if and when you posted yours, like that to me is fascinating. There is a subset of the population. I think this is more just the level of how much you give a shit about specific people in your life. Yeah. Yeah, You're getting very basic. And an archetype, right? Like, there are certain people that think that they are very interesting and have a very, like, unique point of view, and they don't. Influencer mentality. Yes. And when they post things, it is not earth-shattering. It is not nuanced. It is not interesting. I guess that's my, that's my, and I feel like there's a lot, I've seen a lot of posts in that vein. I gotcha. Yeah. That's, I guess, you know, I'm not good with words. My thing is like, we're all the main character in our own story and we're all as interesting as we want to be in our own lives. And like, I post to my story frequently because I like sharing. I get a lot of good feedback from people actually, like fairly regular feedback about people like interacting with the things that I post, even if it's just my friends, like getting a kick out of the memes I post or whatever. Like that's what it serves for is for me is like a way to share something that I find funny or interesting quickly with the people that I care about you know, I don't have a following. (laughs) Like I don't have, I'm not followed by a bunch of strangers. Like it's by and large friends, family, and acquaintances. So like, to me, I'm like, I don't give a shit if you don't give a shit about my content, just ignore it. But I do understand what you mean about people having an influencer mentality where they feel like they are cultivating engagement um, with their true life tales of their storybook, you know, life or whatever I don't know I mean I can I get that I think that's more but I do think there's an element of personal bias where because I can easily see you yeah, Matt me. just Matt <laughs> just gonna talk shit no matter what he just doesn't like the individuals involved in this scenario but the art well, I would say the archetype of the individual the type of person yeah well we've I, we've I, all been up and down this road with this individual before yes yeah, some of us <laughs> Some of us a little deeper than others. Uh, Well, listen, I'm glad that uh, the Spotify thing was something that you guys are both aware of because usually my stuck on its fall kind of flat and you guys yell at me, but I'm glad that I had a good one this week. I should have saved it. Oh, sorry. No, I, I got, that's it for me. I was just saying, I was just getting excited about sending you memes later tonight as we're oh, all yeah, sitting hit me. I'll be having, couches. send them to me at 1am. I'll be in the bath drinking a Bloody Mary. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so hot. And- <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I won't be in the bath. I already took my bath today. Matt, what are you stuck on? Emily, I will forward you the pictures he sends to me. <laughs> yeah, I want to be included on that thread too. I'm going to tell you right now. No, I'm going to tell you right now. There's going to be a lot of butthole pictures. <laughs> I don't get um, that weird in the bath. Okay. Um, I was. I had a good one that I forgot about. Um, I guess I'm talking about my old other one. I've been signing a lot of shit this week, to be honest. Um, but I think the one I'll pick on which probably is not interesting to anyone. But so me. we'll move on to the next speaker. Uh, Emma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking with you. No, that's really, truly. Um, I had, I written it down. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good one. Um, so we're definitely gonna cut this out. And actually let's get M first. And like, let me rewind mine. No. I think I was going to talk about Spotify wrapped actually. So I might need a second too, to like recalibrate. I was just looking for, uh, I was just looking through my archive for Spotify memes. Um, 
I am obsessed, and we've talked about this a little bit before in tangentially, but I love how much I get to hate Rudy Giuliani. Oh, we, we haven't talked about this on this podcast, but I am ready. We, so we talked a little bit about the FSTL debacle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Me du jour around that, you know, several weeks ago. And I have loved that's, the that's sorry, I'm so, sorry to interrupt, but that's that's four seasons total landscaping for our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, Emily's gone deep. She <laughs> has her own analogies. Like, yes, yes, that's sorry. Acronyms, yeah. I you know it's <laughs> you know it's a it's a it's a good deal when it's a when it's an acronym. But I have just loved to hate Rudy. He's so fucking hateable. He's such a schmuck. And now he has COVID. And I hope it's just a really unpleasant experience for him. And I just love seeing how, how he, he's like out of, like you couldn't make someone up like this, right? Like he's like a character out of Arrested Development is what I just keep saying. It's like someone wrote this character into Arrested Development because you have the FSTL, the Four Scenes Total Landscaping debacle. Then you have his hair melting in court. Then the <laughs> other day there was a headline about how he farted so loudly it disrupted the proceedings that he was like... He's in the fucking he Borat was movie. Part of, like, yeah, he's in the Borat movie getting, getting like fondling himself over like a young woman. Um, and then, you know, he's just wildly incompetent probably fairly evil and he's just having a really bad year and i am here for it like i just this is karma in practice right this is just him getting his just desserts actively and i hope that it's landing and the thing that i always fear with people like this is that it's beyond them and they don't see that they're reaping the consequences of their actions but Nonetheless, I am enjoying, regardless of that, I am really enjoying watching him reap the consequences of his actions. Like, he's making a goddamn fool out of himself. Regardless of whichever side of the aisle you're on, there's no way. His, his behavior is beyond defense and beyond, um, beyond, beyond approval, definitely, and definitely beyond defense. And I'm so here for it. We live in the worst timeline, but it's got its bright spots. No, he is literally the worst, and... I not any time in the recent in the recent past, but I always wanted to try and be this before COVID, before his affiliation with Trump, just to be clear. So no one jumps, jumps down my throat. But I always wanted to support him from being a New York mayor, New York City mayor who had a good reputation. But then everything he's done since then, and probably some of the things he even did back then, because it's 20 plus years ago at this point, he's just, it, it's, he's, I, I was out for a walk. I went on a walk today. I'm a, I'm a dog. I got taken on a walk. Uh, and then when I looked at my phone, when I got back from my walk, I saw that, that Rudy had, had the, had the vid. So I was chuckling to myself and I'm glad you brought this up, but it's just so stupid. I mean, Trump had it. Now Giuliani has it. They're pretending it's not real. But the most concerning thing is just that people still think like they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's not a, like who cares? It's not a thing. So anyways, he, he's a beast. His hair melts. And uh, I think that's all I have to say on that until Matt says something incendiary and I jump back in. 
No, I my, well, my my thing actually that I was I was rechecking my notes was very much in line with him. Uh, there is a there is a a woman in Michigan that was his star witness. I don't know if either of you have sh- seen this. Uh, the in Michigan. one of the trial, one of the vote overturning. Yes. yes. I don't, I don't yes. know about this, but you got to tell oh, me. Oh yes. I'll send you a video. Oh, it's uh, so um, yeah. There's a, a woman who was, uh, she's supposedly a, I guess she was a contractor for one of the companies that like built them. I, I don't, honestly, I don't know the detail. I, I do know the details. It doesn't really, it's not salient here. All that you really need to know is that she was at a house hearing, a, a, a Michigan state house. So like not like house representatives, like national, it's a Michigan hearing with like state senators, state reps talking about Michigan's um, the, the election. And this uh, young woman who um, we don't know a lot about her other than she is very conservative. She appeared to be, and I'm trying to be very like broad and like, um, you correct me if I'm wrong. She appeared to be in, intoxicated on some, some level. Um, and so not only was she like intoxicated, but she was like combative with the Republican Michigan legislature. So like they were trying to ask questions. Juliana was like right next to her. They were trying to ask her questions and she was almost like that. It was almost like someone, we've all seen this at like a small town, like a drunk woman who's like, it's probably like 1030. She doesn't think she's drunk. Someone says like, maybe you should stop drinking. And she's like, well, maybe you should fuck yourself. Like that, that's the level of woman. Like that's, that's the level of where she was at. She has a really good top bun. Um, there's a really great, um, I wouldn't, I don't want to say like, she's not making fun of her, but, um, oh God, what's her, uh, Amy, um, oh my God, maybe the martini is catching up. I, to me. Go ahead. I sent our group the video so we can all watch it of, of the highlights of her testimony. The way she reminds me of, if you got, this is an, yet another Arrested Development reference, but I feel like it's so pertinent to these two people because they are such buffoons that they seem fictional but she reminds me a lot of kitty from arrested development i don't know if you guys watched that show but the judy greer played um the dad's uh secretary (laughs) just unhinged absolutely unhinged and she reminds me a lot of that and also i said she seems like a character that megan mullally would play in a bit like you can see amy schumer amy schumer has a great she posted something on instagram today that was like a, the most phenomenal like skit of her. I'll have to check that out. I'm not the biggest Amy Schumer fan, but I love shitting on this woman. So I can definitely get behind that. I'm excited for Nate to watch. I think he just left. I think he just quit the podcast. He just oh, walked away. Poop. He always does this. <laughs> but um, I, I'm excited for him to experience this woman because she looks I can't imagine walking into a courtroom as a human being and being like, this is how I should look and act. Like this is, this is definitely, this is a good decision. And it, as it turns out, she did just recently get in trouble on some level. I forget whether she was, she has like an order of protection against her or like she was um, 
sent like sent to court for like harassment of her ex-boyfriend like very recently and so she just got out of trouble for that like she is not a, a well listen i was listening i had my headphones in i just spilled a bunch of shit all over the floor so i was trying to preemptively clean it up before i get yelled at but i had no my, one here no one cares about that. i had my headphones so i was listening so stop talking shit but who why is she a wit why is she supposed to be a witness send me the videos first, later, off, but... first off first off we will always talk shit second off the videos have been sent it, she is a um apparently she is she was a a contractor for the michigan election system uh, and she hmm. has all these grandiose claims around there are hundreds of thousands of fake ballots and she is a, she is probably in her early 30s she has a blonde has a very high top bun so hot um, um and and just very combative like just <laughs> kind of drunk combative imagine like at a country club like 7 p.m she thinks she wants more the bartender's like hey do you want to eat some food and she's like do you want to eat some fucking food like that's the kind of <laughs> that's the level well, of i'm like, looking forward to watching this later matt keeps like talking about say explaining her hair as a top knot or a bun it is a rat's nest <laughs> like it's, it's like she took all of her hair and just kind of like swizzled it up it's like everyone's seen like a woman do this where you just like when you have long hair you just kind of take it and like haphazardly pin it when you're like in the shower or doing your makeup but she like did that looked in the mirror in her hallway and was like good luck I'm taking it to court and then walked out the door to testify she's also wearing bright red lipstick and her mouth is moving in a way that is not consistent with the words that she's saying and so her, her lips are just all over the place and she is clearly intoxicated my guess is that it's not just alcohol i can't wait for you to experience this yeah it's and and, and and like throughout throughout the conversation giuliani is like kind of reaching over being like hey hey like calm it down like patting her like it's 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 a it's a very interesting it's a well very interesting. i i got my watching for later if there was any way for Giuliani to make himself look more incompetent, it was by bringing that woman to the witness stand. <laughs> Maybe he's faking COVID so he doesn't have to deal with the fallout of that, but it's a treat. <laughs> Matt, what are we drinking next time we record? So next time we record, which, which we will, I don't want to, you know, bury the lead here, but we're hoping that we might have a special guest next time. Um, I think it should be tequila, Ooh. unless the special guest we're thinking about doesn't drink tequila. Uh, if you're talking about my wife being the guest, then she probably won't drink that specifically, but we should all still drink that and she can have Sauvignon Blanc and be whoever she wants to be. Well, really, really just blew it up, right, Nate? Just let everybody know. Jesus Christ. Maybe we should let our special guests choose and we can announce Oh, that's a good one, yeah. We can announce it on Instagram when we post this episode. She's going to pick Sauvignon Blanc. Then let's do something. <laughs> well, let's first off, listen. So to our listeners, we will confirm if, if, if we don't have a special guest, it's going to be tequila. If we have a special guest, it will be something else.
I like that it. A tease. I like the tease. Yeah. Options. Keep I teasing know. me, big boy. I know. Got a little mystery. All right. So we're either going to drink tequila or we're going to drink what our special guest wants us to drink. Emily, give us some inspiration so we can survive another week in this hellhole. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, <laughs> I want you both to believe in yourselves much like Rudy Giuliani believes in himself for the love of God. If we could all only believe in ourselves as much as that man believes, he believes in, himself. in himself so much. He's just <laughs> the confidence we would kill for that confidence. Exactly. It's aspirational, but I want you to take advice that he has undoubtedly ignored and never drink cheap Chardonnay. Never, ever. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.